This is episode 52, Anyone Can Become an Entrepreneur with Michael Jordan, and we have one of those stories to share with you today that will definitely inspire you, and I invite you to listen if you've ever thought about starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur, or maybe you're dipping your toes in and now you're in the part where maybe things feel big and hard and you're not sure if you want to keep going, this is a story you absolutely need to listen to or share with someone in your life who's maybe going through that point. Because Michael is 29 years old and he already has a ton of experience under his belt. He's the founder of Epic Canvas and he'll talk about what that is and how he started it in the episode. So I won't spoil the surprise now. And we also talk about the different challenges and obstacles that people face when they want to become an entrepreneur. And we also talk about whether there's a right time to start or if it's ever too late. We talk about branding and the importance of that in today's time and age of social media and all of that. So definitely a lot of value to pick out from this conversation. So listen up, take what feels good, leave what doesn't. But either way, it's a really great story. And I definitely invite you to connect with Michael after the episode and continue to follow his story. And the only announcement I have for you today is that we are accepting sponsorships for the show. So if you are interested in sponsoring a show and getting your product or service out to our audience, reach out to us. You can email us through the email in the show notes or go to our website and get some information there. And otherwise, today's episode is brought to you by Daydreamer Studios. Do you have stories and expertise to share with the world? Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? There's no better time to start than now with the help of a trusted production partner. Daydreamer Studios is a full-service production company that takes all the stress off your plate. You can focus on creating engaging content while they focus on recording, editing, audio engineering, hosting, and publishing on 22 platforms. Log into the advanced remote system with one click and the Daydreamer team will be on the other end ready for you to record everything you have to say. Owned and operated by Daydreamer Network, the producer of this podcast, Daydreamer Studios continues on the company's mission to empower storytellers of all kinds by making podcasting accessible to all. For more information and current promotions, visit daydreamernetwork.com studios. And with that, now on to our conversation with Michael Jordan. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Of course. It's always fun to chat with another local Denver entrepreneur and you have a pretty interesting and inspiring story, which we'll definitely dive into. But I think first, like, let's touch on the topic of the episode. We're talking about how anyone can become an entrepreneur. And if I had to guess, obviously I don't know all of our listeners, but I think we have a range of people who either already have a small business, maybe they've been going at it for a while and they're looking to grow, or I think there's a lot of people that have that idea. They kind of, they feel like, oh, this would be really cool if I could make this happen, but there's all those barriers that come into play before they can do it. So we're going to pick your brain today on how to just inspire everyone to do something similar like you have. But before we go there, let's just have you tell your story. So how did you get to this place of, you know, starting and growing multiple businesses? Because how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So where did where did it all begin for you? 
I've pretty much known that I wanted to be a business owner, but I went the traditional route, college, got an engineering degree, worked a corporate job for exactly a year. But, you know, during that time had a a side hustle, which was my my very first business that I still own and and operate today. And yeah, so that that business is Epic Canvas. We sell canvas art and um, print on, you know, multiple different products, prints, and, and we're about to release a lot of cool new products you can buy. But I started that while working a corporate job in Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, a classic corporate job with a great company, but I was sitting in a queue all day, every day, and hated that lifestyle and knew I wanted to do something else. So um, for about, you know, probably a little over a year, I would go do my corporate job and then go home and work from like six to two or 3 a.m. for about a year straight and just grinded it out that way, bootstrapped. You know, my, my original business epic canvas um, started because I was fresh out of college, had my first big boy apartment and wanted some art. So I started looking around for cool art, uh, galleries online and whatnot, and everything was thousands of dollars. And of course I couldn't afford that. So so you're saying you had good taste. Yeah, you know, start I'd, there. I'd like to think so. <laughs> and, and now looking back at the, the first designs, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I ever, you know, designed that or, or wanted that on a wall. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I had a problem and I just said, well, I'll make my own art. Why not? So, you know, I hired a freelance designer and he created what I wanted and then I found somebody to print it for me to canvas. And, you know, friends started coming over and seeing that on my walls, like, wow, that's cool. Where'd you get it? And just saw demand for it. And, and that was the start of my first business. That's epic. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. see what yes. you did there. It is epic. <laughs> Do you feel like in those early days, like before, because when you were starting uh -huh. to procure this art for yourself like at that point was this was there any thought in your mind that that would become a business or not yet you know maybe p potentially but i i didn't initially start it it was for my you know own personal apartment right yeah and then as you were putting in the place of like okay i want this product and now i have to put these pieces into place was were there challenges there or did things kind of just align easily where it was like i want some art okay now i need to find an artist and someone to print mm -hmm. it like was that part easy? No, definitely not easy. Certainly um, lots of challenges. Like I couldn't make a canvas myself. I had no idea how to make a canvas. I'm not a physical or digital artist. So, you know, you kind of figure out what you want, figure out the pieces of the puzzle needed to get you there, you know, to what you want and you just figure them out step by step. So, you know, how do I make art? Oh, there's, you know, sites like Upwork and, and whatnot where you can, or Fiverr, super cheap, hire somebody to make mm -hmm. a design for you. Okay, I've got the design. How do I print this now? How do I get it on my wall? And some creative Googling and, and outreach um, can solve a lot of problems. Sounds like you're a problem solver. Like you, you knew what the end result, what you were going for, what your goal was. And then it was just kind of like my favorite thing, reverse engineering, till yep. you answered yep. all the questions to get to the goal. Yeah, exactly. You know, problem solving and reverse engineering, I think, is is a big part of it for sure. Yeah, that's what I, would, I think I was trying to pull out is like, 
Because I know in my head, one of the biggest barriers to starting a business, and I have a service-based business, so it's a little different, but it's just realizing that we're just we're just solving problems and there's more than one way to solve a problem. And the way that I get to the end result might be different than the way you do it. And that's why we need each and every person out there who has an idea to go for it because you have a special gift to present to the yeah, world. And, 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 you know, like I said, I never envisioned this being, you know, a business of, of any size at all, really. So like, I think what you mentioned, just go for it. You have an idea it could turn into a hundred million dollar, one billion dollar business. You never know, really. Or you yeah. could have a canvas that you really love. Yeah, anymore. right. True. Win, oh, win, win, win. You Either still way. reached the original goal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that's the beginning of the story. So what happened after you started getting epic canvas going or even had the idea that, hey, I'm going to try and make this work. It was a huge fail. I, I didn't have any sales for like three to four months. And, you know, I spent all this time up till 3 a.m. literally every single night figuring out, okay, how do I host this? Oh, Shopify looks cool. And this was back in early 2017. So Shopify wasn't anything like it is today. E-commerce wasn't anything like it is today. So figured that out and just for, you know, two or three months, tried to get a sale, tried to figure out Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Google ads. And finally, I listed on Etsy. Etsy is an amazing platform because people go there intent to buy something when they search it in the search box. But still for, you know, probably a month, month and a half, I, I didn't get any sales at all on Etsy. And then one day, one order came in. You know, I'm running around the house crazy, like celebrating. <laughs> yeah. And then it just started kind of to snowball there or, or from that point, another order came in and then three orders came in a day. And then, you know, I figured out Facebook ads and started sending traffic to my own website and just snowballed from there. Built momentum. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So and trial and error. Because like you thought it was a fail because you didn't have any results for a few mm -hmm. months. I'm in that stage in my current new business. Same. It's like <laughs> it's it's been alive since June 1st and I've, we've gotten consults, but no conversions. But like mm -hmm. I'm like, I know it's going to happen. I just have to keep figuring it out and like trying the different places. So, so yeah, trial and error. It's not failure. It's trial and error. Right, right. And, and there's that inflection point and it could just be like one obscure thing that you do or sales channel you get on or one obscure connection that just turns everything around. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, or let's go here. So again, like we mentioned, the goal of the episode is around inspiring, showing regular everyday people that they too can follow their dreams and put their idea into action. And you can share either mm -hmm. more challenges from your experience or I know I'm sure you have a good network of other entrepreneurs and whatnot. What are some challenges that you see either for yourself and other people that get in the way of people starting something like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, a big thing that, that stops people is, well, I don't know how to do that. Like, mm -hmm. And there's so much free educational information out there now, whether it's books or YouTube or, or just Google or, you know, maybe you pay for a course. Um I think you're going to pay for success or, or failure in time or money. I would rather pay in, in money to buy like a good course or some good 
information than pay in five years at time, right? Information is so cheap now. You spend 200K on a college degree or you spend, you know, 4K on a course to get you started. So don't feel like, well, I don't know how to make a chemist. Yeah, go learn, go to YouTube, go to Google, pick up the phone and call people. So, you know, the the education gap and I don't know how to start is a big one that I see that I think is easily solvable. Yeah, if people are will- the real question is, if you don't know, are you willing to learn? Right. That's the thing. If you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to learn new things. It's unlikely some you hours know. In. It's yeah. unlikely you know how to do the thing you want to do. Your time is an investment. It's not all about money. Right. Watching the latest greatest Netflix show is fun and all that, but spend that 2 hours on YouTube researching whatever you're trying to do. It's mm-hmm. it's a you know, what what are you willing to sacrifice to you know, reach your goals. So, Yeah. And I like what you said about the difference between going to college or finding a course that's out there that's maybe a little bit more accessible financially Mm -hmm. because the game of education is changing. I mean, I'm grateful that I have a college degree at this point in my life. Like I wouldn't change that. But now as I think about educating myself further, sometimes my imposter syndrome is like, I should go back to school and become a therapist because then I'll be more, you know, quote unquote credible. And I have to kind of like smack myself in the face and be like, Mm -hmm. You can help people now. You have a gift. And there are other people who are creating these very accessible courses that you can spend. I mean, I always mention this, but one of my mentors, Sarah Hagstrom, she has a course that's $500 and I bought it last year and it helped me learn how to launch my first group program. And it was so valuable. And I just sat down and I'd watch it. And yeah, I could have said, oh, I need to do something more official and whatever. But she taught me what I needed to know at that moment. And there is someone out there that has already done what you want to do. And chances are maybe they've bundled up in a course or they have a masterclass or something. Just go find them on Instagram, start following them and consuming the content. But yeah, I think that's an important thing to know is just like, if you're hungry, the information is out there for your consumption in some way. Yeah. And it's absolutely out there and you definitely have to be careful. There's, there's a lot of bad courses, but like, True. <laughs> you know, in general, I, I like to think people are good. And once you see some success, like it's in your human nature to want to help others achieve success and see others win too. So, you know, do a little due diligence and, and research, but um, there's always a course or multiple courses out there to choose from to at least get your foot in the door and get started. And I will say from personal experience, I have been scammed once mm-hmm. on a journey of knowledge for my businesses. And I sh- I wasn't trusting my gut when I was like part of the way tw- through the course. And I was like, this kind of feels like a scam. Like trust, trust your, trust your instincts when you're, mm-hmm. when you're going out. Cause there mm-hmm. are a lot of quote unquote experts and I consider myself an expert. I have a college degree that I don't ver- I don't very much use in my expertise but I feel like the people <laughs> that are meant to work with me will know that and this this one instance where I was like kind of drawn into this person's work and then I got into their course and I was like holy crap this is a scam just trust it it's mm-hmm. not a failure you you had to like get to that point to realize it I learned no. a lot from being scammed by that group honestly like I'm able to do that now, but trust your gut when you're going through your research. There are scammers out there, but you'll learn something from that experience too. 
Yep, absolutely. It's all just information, right, Lauren? That's my motto. (laughs) (laughs) The best. Okay, so that sounds all fine and dandy, right? We maybe inspired someone to be like, okay, I can I can start a business. But also, mm-hmm. we're living in some pretty crazy times without going into specifics. The listeners will know, right? Yep. And maybe it's like, yeah, this isn't the right time. How could I start e-commerce? Like, prices are going up. I don't know. There's all kinds of things. So having your businesses through the last year, can you share mm-hmm. with us maybe some challenges or maybe even some benefits? Maybe some good stuff came out of it. Like, how? what has your experience been through that? Yeah, you know, I'm very fortunate o- over the last however long it's been, 18 months or so since, you know, COVID has has started. I'm in the e-commerce space and online buying has been expedited by like 5 to 6 years they they estimate. So, you know, really fortunate that I chose that space. And I say fortunate, not lucky because I specifically chose not to go, you know, start a retail store or, or something like that. So, Freight industry is super hard right now, so I would let that blow over and, and settle. Sourcing from China, all of that is crazy right now, but there's there's tons of good manufacturers and, and ways to start a physical product business or service or educational business in the U.S. without having to you know deal with international freight and shipping. Yeah. So if someone has a product or an idea or something that you have to physically bring to market, there are ways mm-hmm. to do it in a smart way, basically. You can always figure something out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And do you, mm-hmm. besides the, besides Epic Canvas, are there other, what are the other mm-hmm. branches of your business? Yeah. And, and, and that's a, you know, I'll expand on that a little, you know, I started Epic and um never, thought I would be where I am today or, or doing what I am today with building other physical product brands and, you know, being in the e-com space. But I got into Amazon FBA and I'm sure everybody has seen, you know, an Instagram ad for a course or something like quit your job and sell on Amazon and travel the world. You know, a, a lot of those are definitely exaggerated. Um, You can do that. But if you have you know, any uh, larger goals and it's a, it's a legit business, but that I got into that. And, you know, within the first couple of months, like made more on Amazon than I did in a year at my old corporate job. I said, Oh wow, there's, there's something here. So I split my time between Epic canvas and, you know, my Amazon brands now as well, which are manufactured physical products in China and the U S. Can you explain a little bit what Amazon FBA is. I yeah, know because so I've researched Amazon it, FBA but fulfilled it's... by Amazon. I wonder what mm-hmm. the FBA meant. Yeah, yeah. So FBA stands for fulfilled by Amazon. And if you never bought on Amazon, one, I'd be really surprised. But two, the way you get things so quickly, same day, next day, two day, is third party sellers like myself. We ship our inventory into an Amazon warehouse. Amazon then charges me to pick, pack, and ship the product to a customer when they purchase it. So whenever you buy something from Amazon, it's you know more than likely from a third-party brand owner or, or seller. And the advantage of that on the business side, the seller side, like for me, would be I don't have to run a warehouse. I don't have to you know ship stuff. I can instantly scale. You know I can't ship 
a hundred units of my product a day, or it, it'd be a lot of work. But if I let Amazon handle that, they're professionals at it. And I can focus on creating a really good product and good branding, good imagery and, and good marketing. Yeah. And Amazon is kind of a wild wild beast. I don't know. That's the word that comes to mind in itself as far as yeah. selling. I you know, there are rules and how you interact with them or if you get like a complaint and you get taken down and how you get put back up. So is that something that you are specializing in and helping people like get started with selling on Amazon? You know, I do help select people uh, and I have kind of like a word of mouth agency where, you know, people have been like, Hey, you sell on Amazon. Like, will you help me? I'm on Shopify right now. I want to get on Amazon. So I do have an, an agency side, but really I'm focused on my own internal brands right now and you're absolutely yeah. right there's kind of you know like a, a joke in the space like hashtag amazon problems and there's just like no rhyme or reason for 99 percent of the problems that you encounter um, so it's definitely challenging right so that's that's what i've heard i have some friends who are in that space as well and to me it's where i'm at with social media and like i'm right now i'm in the process of like promoting my first post and the first time it got denied because there was an arrow in the post. And I was like, okay, you know, and it, I'm, I'm going through the route of not taking it too seriously and just doing the trial and error. And I'm like, I'm just going to see what happens. And obviously it would be a little better if I had a mentor just telling me like, oh, this is how you do it. But at the same time, it's kind of fun to just be like, I'm going to figure it out. But Amazon sounds like it, the way the way you were describing it, it's like, this is this great tool, but you really want to go into it knowledgeable or having someone who's knowledgeable about it to kind of guide you, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I did it the hard way over three years. I just learned myself. I made mistake after mistake after mistake. And it was so costly, like some six-figure mistakes. I'm like, wow, if I would have paid, you know, to have a, mm -hmm. a mentor, um, somebody that's done it before, I could have saved years of time, you know, tons of money. So. Yeah. Do you feel like because you got started really young and you had the, like you said, you you knew this was something you wanted to figure out. So you were able to get started early. But I know for me, you know, I'm 35 and I started my business recently and I'm willing to like, okay, let's just keep going. Mm -hmm. But what about for the people out there who maybe haven't started yet and they feel like they're starting quote unquote too late? Is there such thing like you have, you have a lot of experience under your belt at your age, mm -hmm. but is there, a, is there such thing as like the right time to get started? That is such a, a complete fallacy. It's just wrong. You know, there's no perfect time to get started. What the cliche saying is like, the best time to get started was yesterday, right? You know, you have tons of examples of highly successful entrepreneurs and, and companies and business men and women who started late. Henry Ford, Colonel Sanders, Jack Ma. You know, they were all well into their 40s or 50s, or I, I think Colonel Sanders was like 65 or 70 or something crazy. So definitely no wrong time. And it's, it's certainly not too late. You know, the, the earlier you get started, I'm, you know, really fortunate. I, I had minimal responsibilities or zero responsibilities in my early 20s. You know, you might be in your 30s or 40s and have a family, have a mortgage and more bills, which certainly makes it harder, but I would not let that deter anyone from starting. You might just have to, you know, again, about sacrifice. Do you go out and eat on Saturday or do you stay in and cook? And, 
you know, build money to uh, buy whatever inventory or education or whatnot. So definitely no wrong time to start. That's never too late to start. What I'm feeling when you say this is a theme of this entire podcast is it's really about mindset. Mm -hmm. Like you were sitting in your cube and you're like, this is not what I want. I had a similar experience in a corporate job right before I started my first business. And I was like, this is not, this is not my life. Like this is not the life I want. So it's like when you have that shift and maybe it's not as dramatic as that for a lot of people, but like when you have that shift, it's about your mindset. It's like all of a sudden it doesn't feel like as much of a sacrifice to Mm -hmm. choose something different because you know, you're working towards this other thing that you really want. It is a lifestyle. Being an entrepreneur is absolutely a lifestyle. And I don't think a lot of people realize that till they're in it. And it's, it, it is possible for everybody. It's not really for everybody. Not everybody mm-hmm. wants to live this lifestyle and sacrifice the things. But if you want to, if you're willing to do it, then do it. Do yeah, it. And, and, and you brought up a good point. Like, not everybody needs or has to be an entre- entrepreneur. Like, it's tough. My mind never turns off, really. I'll be on vacation or, you know, laying in bed and wake up at 2 a.m. And for some reason, I have this crazy idea and write it down in my notes and then try to fall back to sleep. But, you know, it's it's certainly okay if you want to be an entrepreneur. So you have a nine to five, but you can, you know, be an entrepreneur and, and apply some of the entrepreneur tactics to your job to progress and level up in your, your corporate job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I'm doing right now, I'm part-time in my day job that I've been with for 10 years. And then I'm part-time in my business. And Lauren, when you say it's a lifestyle, there's like part of me that is like, ugh, I just want to go back to like, I don't, you know, we see comfort and safety in our, our nine to five paycheck. And so I'm working on the mindset of having the safety and like I create my financial security and obviously I can replace that. But the lifestyle is like, is like, I don't want to let go of just, you know, not having to worry about that stuff. But at the same time, when I think about like very seriously, could I go back to being full time in corporate America? And the answer is very quickly a hell no. So Mm. that's enough to light a little, a little extra fire under my booty. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep trying a little bit bit longer, (laughs) but you just have to figure out what's important because once you have it, for me, it's the freedom and the flexibility and being able to actually live my life. Because Michael, I don't know if you know, I'm a, I'm a burnout recovery coach, um, grown out of my own burnout and corporate burnout and just fatigue and exhaustion. And so for me, it's like, I've got to find a different way because otherwise I'm going to go back to that lifestyle that just, it, it wasn't living for me. And to me, mm-hmm. the, the idea of growing my business is like, it gives me such freedom, which is one of my core values. And then the flexibility you know, I didn't get out of bed until 7.45 this morning just because I didn't have a call until 11 and I felt like it. So it's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it comes right back to the beginning where yeah. it's like, what do you really want? Yeah. That's the question. Like, what do you want and what mm-hmm. are you willing to get it? What are you willing to do to get it? Because, I mean, some people love the routine and they love going to their job and they love the social aspects of it. And they have lots of hobbies. Like, everyone's different. But Michael, I love the point that you made that like you can still have a corporate job and have, you know, a different lifestyle, but utilize some of these skills of entrepreneurs 
mm-hmm. in your life. Like time freedom looks different for everybody. Financial freedom looks different for everybody. I mentioned this in a recording yesterday that I'm doing an episode on the six figure entrepreneur myth. And like, that's part of it. It's like, it looks different for everybody. Yeah. And you know, maybe you just want a side hustle. Maybe you want to make an extra 10 K a year. That's so easily doable, but like you love your job, like spend a couple hours in the evening and build something that could make an extra 10,000 a year. That's pretty significant money for, for a lot of people on top of their, their salary. Yeah. Totally. And we've said this in other episodes, but being unattached to what it needs to look like, because when I started my side hustle business, I was like, all right, this has got to blow up like overnight and be a huge success. Mm. And now I'm like, well, it's, you know, one of my mentors recently asked, like, what what if your business doesn't fully support you until five years from now? And I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. okay, like I could get, you know, that's fine. And it was this realization that everything doesn't have to happen now. And realistically, it's all going to change and look very different between now and a year from now and five years from now. So why am I like trying so hard to make this one thing work when maybe I'm missing different avenues that are revealing themselves to me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we see the unicorn stories of these, you know, unicorn brands or, or, or even just the second half of just the success of these brands. But, you know, we rarely see the, the challenges and failures and, everything of these large brands that we know today. So I would say 99% of businesses or or entrepreneurs, it does take four to five years to start to see your first bit of, you know, true success and maybe some financial independence. Yeah. And even with you, you know, I got to to hear your story, know it. And I'm like, oh, it just sounds like, like, it feels like it was so easy. And so in the beginning, when I asked you, like, was it easy? And you said, no, that was a nice reminder. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not always what we think no, we see. No, absolutely not. You know, if, if you look at my Instagram, people don't like or, or wouldn't like if I posted me sitting at a computer for 20 hours a day, which I do often. They, they see the fun things, but they don't see me with $97 in my bank account at 27 years old and having to move back into my parents' basement for two years. They don't see that part of the story. So I was sharing that part of my story with someone recently because I'm literally yesterday had a big deal close that's, you know, going to move me into a different state. And it's like, oh, my gosh, it's actually happening. This might be the deal. And it's been a real hard two years. And it's the kind of thing like if you're an entrepreneur full time, like I have been for eight years now, I've spent whole years living on debt. That I, but I'm mm-hmm. like keep pushing forward, knowing that if I keep going and keep learning and keep trying, eventually it'll hit and all of this will go away. But like I'm buying money at some points in my entrepreneurial career because that's what you got to do. And you got to downsize and mm-hmm. you got to whatever, sell your car back or what. I mean, like those are the stories of entrepreneurship that aren't told and it they need to be shared, honestly, because the unicorns yeah, and the right. Instagram. And- feeds are not how full-time entrepreneur life really looks. Right. And and like, imagine your life 10, 15, 20 years down the road. If it was just all sunshine and flowers and super easy and you didn't have to struggle, like how you would feel versus you're going through it right now. Like you're in the grind and you're struggling and you're, you're earning it. So personally, I think that that's going to feel much better 20 years down the road if you earn it. 
Well, and I believe that grief and joy are the are the mm-hmm. two sides of the same coin. And that can grief and joy exist in business and personal, <laughs> etc. And the joy is so much bigger and brighter when you acknowledge the grief that it took to find it and vice versa. So it's, you know, that's just a life, you know, theme of mine. But yeah, the entrepreneurship and the building things from nothing kind of idea, when it's successful, it's like this overwhelming joy, even if it's brief. Right. (laughs) Because, you know, it's not a destination. And Eric and I talk about this all the time, like really just surrender to the process whatever your process is. Mm -hmm. And then when you hit that moment of success, it's like, yes, (laughs) finally did it. But then it's not forever. And it's like, okay, what's next? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so true. (laughs) My next question is kind of selfish because I've been obsessed with this lately. So I'm like asking Mm -hmm. any, you know, expert I can get my my hands on. (laughs) What's the importance of branding here? Because you've mentioned branding a few times throughout Mm -hmm. the conversation. And I know that's something you – focus on so if someone wants to start a brand like or start a company what should they be considering around their brand like does it have to be intentional or does it sometimes kind of just happen because you're a unique person and you're you're kind of infused into your work this answer would have been much different three years ago five years ago maybe but but now i think you have to have a brand it's a must that you have something that that customers and and people can relate with right so many times when when we're starting we only think of of the money and and the transactional nature of starting a business but if you step back and realize like okay customers are people and they want to buy from other real people and you can like embody you know whatever your brand is um embody that concept into your brand, it'll create this snowball effect where people want to buy from you. They want to buy from you multiple times. And then they tell their friends and family, hey, there's this really cool brand. They support this charity. They do this, this, and this. Customer service is awesome. You know, so I think a a brand is a must. Now, with that said, I would not let that stop me from starting a business. I've seen so many people that have asked me for help. Um, they've been stuck in the branding phase for six months, 12 months, and just kind of stuck there. You know, good enough is good enough. You, you don't know what you don't know until you get started. So it, it's a balancing act for sure. But I think at least having the intention of creating an actual brand that people can relate to and get excited about is a must now and going forward into the future. Yeah. And there's just, I think the playing field is different now a little bit because there we have so much access to high quality content. Like even just going through mm-hmm. Instagram reel sometimes I'm like, Jesus, do all these pe- people have on staff, like video editors and stuff like, you know, mine's just like me and my cat at home trying to be funny yeah. and everyone else is like, <laughs> I don't know, traveling around in their camper van in Costa Rica with a drone. And uh-huh. so there's part of me that's like, just be good at what you do and people will love you for it and they'll find your content. And at the same time, we're like desensitized because there's just flashing colors and fancy things all over. So in a sense, I like what you said, where it's like, don't let it be a barrier to entry. However, let it be something that 
you start, good enough is good enough. I love that. And then know mm-hmm. that it's okay to evolve. And if if anyone is an example of that, it's me. Like if you go look at my business branding over the last year, it changes 4,000 times and, you know, I haven't landed. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I'm mm-hmm. my brand, so it's okay. But either way, I love I love all of that. It's like be be intentional with it, but don't let it stop you is kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. What I'm learning from launching my own and actually having to brand it because it's a service this time is I got paralyzed with the visual mm-hmm. piece of it. Like it wasn't consistent Which enough love, or whatever. But then I, I, well, I put a lot of effort into it. But then I realized that as long as the message mm-hmm. is consistent, the visuals are the part that can evolve. Like I knew, I knew my, I did the whole like business school, like what is my mission statement and like what are my values as a company and what are we bringing and how do we want people to feel when they interact with our brand and our services the visual will change because people's ideas and people's relation to the brand will continue to change and and morph as social media and everything changes but the messaging is clear and erica your messaging has always been clear (laughs) even though you've niched even (laughs) though you've niched down and like expanded and contracted and like because you're following the lead of your of your ideal client which michael i think you can agree like really if you pay attention your clients Mm -hmm. will tell you what they want Mm -hmm. and you know your branding can evolve with them but the messaging is what they're reacting to and what they're relating to so those of you out there if you are paralyzed with imposter syndrome or whatever like I was about the visual branding, just make sure your messaging is really clear. Yeah. And, you know, iterative work is is what I like to do. Like if you spend a year trying to create and come up with the perfect branding and message, et cetera, et cetera, at the end of that year, if you're ready to launch and you're like, all right, I have the perfect thing, the market's going to have changed by then and your branding and message won't connect with the market because the world's so quick now with social media. So I would say get a base, get started with the intention to, you know, figure out the branding exactly, but absolutely don't spend a significant amount of time or the market's going to change. Yeah, that's a really but I totally mm-hmm. agree that you have to have a brand now. Like you can't willy nilly this and be like, people will love it because it's cool. No. Yeah. You have to attract them somehow. Like you have to give them a reason to respond. Yeah. And I know for me, I'm at a place where I want to get more serious about my brand just because I feel like I've come into my work so well and like I know so clear what I do, who I help, how I help them and that I can help the crap out of them and it Mm -hmm. feels so good to me. But then when I look at my messaging or my social media posts or my website that I'm like, it doesn't reflect like the amount of just obsession and passion that I have inside of me. So for me now, I'm like, I want it to look like it feels to me and now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, maybe I want to invest in some support in really figuring that out. But, you know, this is a few years into the process. And if I had, if I had invested right away, I would have been like, I don't know, like, I don't know what I want or need. And then it's not valuable to use your money that way. So I think it's, you just got to get started and then you'll know when it's right, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. All right. Well, we've already touched on like, 
a bunch of tips and hacks and things, but is there anything that we haven't said so far or that we just want to recap and reiterate? What are the tips and strategies for the people who are listening who want to become an entrepreneur or are an entrepreneur and like, it's like, keep going, just keep going until you hit that success. What are your favorite tips Mm -hmm. and tricks? Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to like be an inventor, create some crazy new service or product, which, you know, people that come to me like, Hey, I've got this new idea and blah, blah, blah. You know, what I tell everyone is like, look at a current market and spend some time to analyze it, see what people like, see what people don't like, what are they complaining about and do it better. And, and that's a great way to, to start a business. Yeah. And, you know, your, your first business will certainly or, or most likely not be your last business. So, you know, get into it. You'll figure out what you don't know and, and a whole lot of things. But, yeah, you know, that's, that's one tip. And I was definitely kind of paralyzed with that, too, trying to create some super unique, inventive, new to the world product or service or company and you definitely don't have to do that anymore innovation has so much value and we don't really talk nobody talks about that but i I mean all of my businesses have been innovations on something either a service or a product that i was like what if we did this over like this way instead like what's what's the thing that like if i needed this product or service i you know what's why Mm -hmm. am i choosing not to do it the way it's offered, like maybe it should be virtual. Maybe it's, you know, mm-hmm. think outside the box. Yeah. You know, any product that I launch now is an improvement. We do extensive market research uh, and competitor analysis. And we say, okay, here's common themes that people are complaining about. Here's common themes people really like about this product. So at a minimum, we're going to have what people like, but then we're going to go above and beyond and give them what they, you know, solve what they don't like. And the information's out there and it's free. Like go to Amazon, look at the one, two and three star reviews, go to, you know, BBB and, and look at um, what people are complaining about a company or service that you're interested in and provide value, solve those problems and people will flock to you. Yeah. That, it's giving the people what they want, not what you think they want. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. love that. Awesome. Well, the final question that we ask all of our guests is what is your either current favorite life hack or all-time favorite life hack? All right. So current favorite life hack, and I think this is pretty cool. It's helped me a lot, but I read a ton of business books, and it's really hard to like comprehend all of that a lot of times. So a life hack is buy the audiobook and the physical or, or Kindle book and listen to the audiobook as you read the physical book. Mm. It'll increase your reading time and it'll increase your your content or attention because your brain is storing it in multiple places at once. So I think that's really cool and definitely my favorite current life hack is listen and read at the same time. I love that. Yeah, I sometimes I'll buy an audiobook and then it's so good that I'm like, oh, I'm not comprehending all That's of it. Brilliant. So then I'll buy the physical book, but I have not tried listening mm-hmm. while I'm reading. So I'm all over that. I love when people read to me. That was like, that's always like lifelong since I was a little kid. I've loved listening to people read, but I also like looking. That's brilliant. I'm totally going to try that. Love it. We haven't heard <laughs> that one yet. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, Michael, for taking the time to share your story, to share some inspiration. Is there anywhere, if if someone wanted to connect with you after they heard this, where is the best place to do that? Yeah, you know, probably Instagram would be the best. You can just find me at underscore M Jordan, M-J-O-R-D-A-N. Shoot me a DM and I'll answer you. Awesome. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you got value from this episode, you enjoyed it, please share it with someone in your network who also might need to hear this message. Maybe you have a budding entrepreneur in your family or friend group and they just need a little push. So share the episode and then also subscribe. Leave us a a review because, you know, that helps us grow. So thank you so much. And don't forget to stay Stay curious. curious. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.